The words we use affect the way we think. Music is a word. Is it mandatory? Do we have to use it? Have we always used it? The answer to both is no. In my book, When Nothing is Called Music, I make a radical proposition. What if we called nothing music? How would that affect our understanding and practices, perhaps even our entire culture? This podcast features excerpts from the book. If you're interested in the book itself, it is available as a free PDF. Available through my website, bestsiparavianin.com. That's probably hard to spell, but there should be a link nearby. Without music, number three, ecological composition. In this landscape, a composition is not a lofty abstract work with a capital W that lowly earthly performance can never adequately represent. When nothing is called music, the composition is on the same plane as performance. It is simply a stage in the creative process, a plan for action. The composer needs to consider the conditions. But isn't that what any composer would say of their trade? Of course, a composer needs to be cognizant of the practical matters of the orchestra in order to compose anything successful. Calling it music doesn't seem to prevent this from happening. This is true but not thanks to calling things music. This is happening despite it. Abstract concepts hinder practical wisdom. The purpose here in describing a world without music is to further advance the practical wisdom that already exists by defending the language of that practical wisdom, by exposing the unclothed emperor that has hindered its freedom. Here are some features that will be seen when a composition is not musical and therefore not dogmatically separated from the rest of the world. 3a. Humble generation. An ecological composition does not descend from an ivory tower. It is something that is born within an environment. It is made of the same stuff 
It is on the same plane with its surroundings, hence ecological. My use of these words differs from the natural sciences, where ecological composition refers to the contents composition of an ecosystem. But an ecosystem is defined. It has arbitrary boundaries set in place for the sake of studying it. It is a frame that makes it possible to count the number of organisms in a given area, and so on. What I'm talking about is frameless. Ecological stands for the relationship between the composition and its environment, understood in a broad sense. Of course, ultimately, this means that the relationship is between a composition and everything else. It follows that the relationship is never fully defined, never fully grasped. It remains a mystery, inasmuch as everything is not fully known. Three B, always only a part of the whole. This environmental relationship is there also when an ecological composition is presented. It can never be everything. There is always more. For example, an outdoor concert may very well have the weather and wildlife join in. In the concert hall, there probably will be some coughing. A painting may be the size of the whole wall but there is always the next wall, or people in the gallery, always something more than the presented thing or performance. Three C, a plan is just a plan. An ecological composition is both plan and performance the score as well as the show. The realization of a plan is an indispensable part of its dialogue with its environment. Rehearsals affect the score. The specifics of the site of presentation or performance have their say concerning the plan. D. Adaptation. An ecological composition is an adaptation at the level of the composition, since it is made of existing materials. The composer doesn't literally give existence to anything. He or she only rearranges pre-existing materials. Mental, social, physical. Adaptation theory has suggested this. In her book, A Theory of Adaptation, Linda Hutchin quotes Walter Benjamin, Storytelling is always the art of repeating stories, and continues that for avid adapters across the centuries, art is derived from other art. Stories are born of other stories.
Hutchin also points out how adaptation is very difficult to define because we use the same word for the process and the product. The situation is similar with the word composition, once we view it as ecological and no longer as musical. Translation, as discussed above, also comes close. Begin quote, as openly acknowledged and extended reworkings of particular other texts, adaptations are often compared to translations. Just as there can be no literal translation, there can be no literal adaptation. End quote. The theory of adaptation, Linda Hutchin. An ecological composition is an adaptation at the level of the composer. The act of composing is an act of adaptation, of dealing with one's existence in the environment one is in. The border between an ecological composition and its environment is like a cell membrane. There is a clear boundary, but it is also a process. An ecological composition emerges as the composer engages their environment creatively. Meloponti wrote of Cezanne this way. Begin quote. The landscape germinated in him, and he painted how it became seen in him. End quote. Meloponti also cites Cezanne himself as saying, begin quote, The landscape thinks itself in me and I am its consciousness." End quote. This intuitive science, as Merleau-Ponty calls it, is a process of expression. It is not a matter of imitation or manufacturing something, begin quote, according to the wishes of instinct or good taste, end quote. Adapting to one's environment through creativity is necessary. It is not a cultural frill. It is not decoration. It is not avoidable without avoiding life itself. It is vital. Ecological composition is not a genre. It is a way of seeing any creativity. Removing the dogmatic concept of music opens the field up when the dogma isn't replaced with another. Practical boundaries remain, like cell membranes, but a cell membrane is alive, not a stone-dead dogma. <laughs>